Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday, and um, I'm sure people are already hopefully getting in the Christmas spirit um, and just enjoying time with family and loved ones. Um, and today I'm, I'm really excited uh, because it's the holidays. Um, I've had an opportunity to sit down with a few people who aren't normally in town, and today is one of those days. And so I'm really um, honored to have today's guest here. Uh, he's someone who uh, I think a lot of people who know him would say they look up to him and um, value just his wisdom and his insight um, and his friendship. And, and for me, uh, I'm lucky enough to call him my uncle. So today I want to welcome my uncle Dave Katina. Thanks for being here, uncle. It's so good to be here, nephew. Thank you, Josh, for having me. Been uh, watching your journey, producing the uh, the podcasts, and uh, it's just always exciting to see things on the runway and begin to take off. So thank you again. Yes, of course. Thank you for being here. Um, for most of our listeners, they know um, the Katinas is the five brothers, um, but I would love it if you would just introduce yourself to our listeners and, and let them know that there's more than five brothers in the family. <laughs> well, I'm what people would refer to as the OG, the original gangster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, you had mentioned, five brothers are on the road. They're known as uh, K5, right? And um, uh, at one time, there were six brothers who were, you know, pretty much doing uh, small uh, uh, gigs and church stops and what we referred to as concerts back then. And it was really the grassroots stages of um, the uh, Katina ministry. And I was, um, uh, I look back in retrospect now, and, and I can say that uh, I was blessed mm -hmm. to be a, a part of that part of our, if I could call it a pilgrimage, you know, I mean, I'm on the outside looking in now at where they are 20, 30 years later. And, um, you know, every now and then you, you, you have this itch like, man, if I was with them now, you know, versus, oh, I was with them when we just, we just started, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm older now and, and I see the blessing in, uh, being able to have my portion of the the Katina ministry, the Katina singing ministry, um, my portion was at the very, very beginning when it was really just a trio at one time. Wow. It was uh, myself and then uh, Yeti, or who they call Sam, and Joe. And then, uh, you know, um, when Dad thought that uh, the other three were ready to come in, then... Uh, you know, we we brought in into the gang. Uh, <laughs> uh, we initiated into the gang, uh, James and John, and uh, and Jesse, and where it's taken off from there is just it's mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you, Uncle. I um, I love uh, a lot of times my my dad or his brothers will tell stories of when they first began and and. It's always you're always at this at somewhere in the in the story, usually at the center of yeah, it. So yeah. I love hearing those yeah. stories. And um, again, I'm I'm thankful that you're here today. And uh, I'll give you a brief kind of overview of how the podcast works. Um, for each of my guests, I have three questions for okay. them. And the first two questions are things really that I'm more interested in. Okay. And then the third question is more about you okay. and I asked the same the third question is the same for all of my guests but I'll start with question one and um, as I was preparing for you to come over I was trying to think what what do I want to ask my uncle Dave because I don't know the next time I'm gonna get to sit down yeah. with you and 
um, I, th- I thought I'd be remiss not to just ask you about the last year and a half, two years for you. Um, I'll, I'll let you tell the story of, of kind of what you've been experiencing and um, what, <laughs> what those last two years have been like. But I would love to hear um, any kind of ways that you feel like you've grown in your own life um, and how the last year and a half, two years has uh, given you more wisdom and insight into mm-hmm. um, just God's plan for your life and God's plan for the world. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the last two years, I think not just for me, but for everyone else has been marked by, you know, the tragedy, the pandemic that pretty much just uh, struck the world uh, or maybe even violated some things yeah. in each and every one of our lives. Um, and so, as the last two years has marked, I'm pretty sure everyone listening right now marked our, our um, existence with um, turning from normal to now fighting this unseen virus, mm-hmm. but yet it was so seen in the lives and the deaths of people, mm-hmm. the loss of jobs. For me, it hit me in a different way because uh, your your dad and I and the rest of the, the uncles, we uh, were all in Samoa. Uh, we left in February of uh, 2020 to um, celebrate the retirement of our dad, who had been a pastor for uh, 42 years. 42 years... Um, let me see, 38 years in the same church. Wow. So he was retiring from that church and he was retiring from ministry, yeah. uh, the past, the pastoral ministry as a whole. And so the plan was um, we were going to be there for uh, two weeks. Uh, I was going to be there for two weeks. Uh, my brothers, which included your dad, was there for a week. Mm-hmm. And then they got on the plane and 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 went back home so my plan both uh, auntie debbie and i we were there for an extra week and we had two little roller cases roller suitcases because we weren't planning on anything else but Mm -hmm. going to new zealand for a week and then making our way back to la check on the church there in vegas and then be right back in hawaii in a matter of three weeks well because of the uh, pandemic um, the borders were shut down and travel to and from American Samoa ceased. Wow. And so there we were, whether we wanted to go to New Zealand or back to Hawaii, we were stuck. <laughs> and the worst was that it could be three weeks. At that time, that was the worst. Wow. <laughs> it could be three weeks. And so we thought, well, you know what? Where would dad we're here in American Samoa, yeah. you know, I get another three weeks to eat the good food there <laughs> and, you know, get our feet wet and walk around in the sand, you know. You, you've you been there, yeah. you've been to the beautiful beaches there. So, hey, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's almost like a curse has turned into a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after three weeks, there were more talks in, in the government. And, um, you know, among the talks was possibility of no planes coming in for the next two months Mm. okay now (laughs) now this is uh we don't know how to handle you know another two months again we just had these two little suitcases it wasn't so much the suitcases it was that we had seven grandchildren Mm. that we missed dearly yeah you know and of course our 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 kids um their families Uh, And then our responsibilities, you know, with with our churches, Mm -hmm. we were like, wow, two months. That's that's way too long. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as we were nearing two months, you know, we we had our bags packed because we were like, this is the two month mark. The Thursday after that, we're on the plane leaving. And then, you know, we got the news that there was a COVID case in one of the other Samoan islands. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it wasn't even on the same island that we lived on. 
But um, because of that one COVID case, there was this scare. Yeah. It just riveted the whole, all of every, all of the Samoan Islands. Mm-hmm. And so the governor at the time said, nope, we're shutting down for the rest of the year. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> I started thinking, okay, God, nothing catches you by surprise. Obviously, this is something that uh, has an effect on the whole world. But I began to pray. Mm-hmm. What's in this for me? Yeah. You know, what's what, what you could have gotten us out, you know, and I, I, I don't brag about the way I pray, but I'm confident mm-hmm. in the way that I pray. I, I was like, OK, my prayer life is pretty strong. How could I have missed this? Mm-hmm. If I would have known this was coming, I would have gone out on the flight my brothers went out on. Right. But you know, I know I didn't miss it, God. What is it? Well, one thing led to another, and to fast forward, we ended up being there for 19 months. Wow. Just one more week would have made it 20 months. Wow. But in a span of 19 months, God put us in the audience of a thousand teenagers every week. Wow. We were at a high school every week. Um, we were doing uh, marital counseling because of the shutdown. People weren't getting off the island. They weren't coming on the island. People who had loved ones who were getting married or who died uh, on the mainland, they weren't able to attend funerals, mm. graduations, or weddings. And so as a result, suicide rate just skyrocketed. Mm. Depression hit that island. And that's really what opened up the door for us to be in uh, these high schools. Mm. Now, I've been in ministry for over 30 years. And um, I found out that we ministered to more people in one month on a little island than we would normally in the United States, in New Zealand, wow. and Australia. God had really opened up things. And you asked me, you know, what has the impact been on my life? Well, I wrote a series called Small Places because we were in small places. Mm-hmm. We were in this small place, small island called Samoa, living in a little studio in back of my dad's house. You know, I call it the one step room. You stand in the middle of the room, take one step, you're on the bed. One step, you're in the bathroom. One step, you're where we kept our food. But God began to minister to me about being in small places, how he can teach us the greatest lessons, the biggest lessons in small places. Uh, And so when, when it was finally time, September 13th, 2021 now, for us to get on that plane. It was both surreal, but at the same time, I look back, you know, at, I'm, I'm going up to the plane, and right when I get to the top step, I look back literally at this island, and I said, Lord, thank you. It was the probably the greatest classroom for this part in my life wow. that I, I, could, I could ask for. And so what's God teaching me? He's teaching me about how to continue to trust him whether i'm in a big expansive place or whether i'm in a uh, in a small place i used to say i'm stuck here in american samoa and one of the things i felt like the holy spirit was saying was when you're walking with me don't ever say you're stuck wow okay it's just part of the journey mm-hmm. so i'm loving the journey mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm loving the um what's the word that i'm looking for i'm i'm loving the uh the unknown parts mm. of the journey, um, the uncertain parts of the journey. And in when it's uncertain, well, one thing is for certain, and that is that God's got the master plan. Wow. I, I love that you bring up master plan because I, when, you're, when you were telling your, your story, I, the thing that came to my mind was um, all the plans that we make and uh-huh. how... You know, the plan is we're going to go to Samoa, then we're going to go to New Zealand, then L.A. and Vegas and back home. And but obviously that plan didn't work out. And at at first they said three weeks, then they said two months. And I'm sure at by the time they said, okay, we're we're shutting down till the end of the year, at least you there had to be a moment or or some time for you and auntie where you thought, Okay, well, we're gonna have to accept that this is where we're gonna be for the time being. Yeah. Um, how did you once you came to the the moment of acceptance? Like, 
I'm, I'm here on this island and I don't know when I'm going to be able to get off. How did you move forward in making a new plan for, okay, this is what I'm going to do with however long I'm here? Well, you know what? I, I want to bounce off of what you just said. I, I love the phrase that you use, the moment of acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, and there was a moment. It was a defining moment where I had to accept that this whole pandemic didn't catch God off guard. Mm-hmm. It didn't catch him by surprise. And he's not up there in heaven like, oh, my gosh, what, what am I doing? This is no. I, when I accepted the fact that this is this is God. Mm-hmm. I then began to to pray and to prepare myself for um, life, for ministry, uh, for, you know, is, is my approach toward ministry going to have to change? Um, am I going to have to become bilingual now? You know, because it's pretty much a bilingual mm-hmm. um, community there. They, mm-hmm. they speak uh, Samoanlish, you know, <laughs> so part Samoan, part, and it's just the way that they communicate. Mm-hmm. Whether you're Samoan or not, people get used to speaking this. You know, it's it's the mixture of the yeah. two languages. Um, you know what? What am I going to? And after, so after I, you know, got through that moment of acceptance, I just began to look at okay, where I'm going, I've never been before. That's why I love the word pilgrimage mm. because you can't um, you, you, you you can't predict it's it's unpredictable mm. and so I have to I had to accept the fact that it's unpredictable I'm just gonna have to understand that whatever's in front of me that's the calling yeah. do that for example uh, they shut down the churches there too and the schools wow. you know. Uh, I, I think it was the governor's way of trying to create an awareness. Mm-hmm. Should there be a case or a few cases and it spreads, then shutting down the churches and the schools and any public assembly wouldn't be foreign. Mm-hmm. So he did it for three months. Wow. Well, what happened within the three months is now you got, you know, husband and wife at home who were normally at work. You have the kids at home and, um, you know, Everyone's climbing the walls because everyone's getting into each other's hair. Mm. And so we we started having on our hands all these, um, uh, th- this, these, it was almost like a cry out mm. for marriage counseling. And so we were doing marriage counseling nonstop. Mm. We were going to the church in the morning. We would meet with three to four mar- couples, you know, at a time. And so I told Debbie, hey, we got to find out a more sustainable way to do this. Yeah. So what we do? We took marriage counseling on uh, Facebook Live. Oh, wow. So we started something called The Conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a 30-minute, um, just, you know, we're sitting there talking about marriage. Because we did teach marriage seminars all over, you know, um, California and um, New Zealand, Australia, Hawaii. So we just took it to Facebook. We couldn't do anything else. But that led to, we started seeing growth when when the doors finally opened up for church. There were all these families who never did attend the church. They were coming now because they were being pastored mm-hmm. through Facebook. Wow. And so, um, yeah, when uh, it, it's amazing um, how things... It's almost like things are in the waiting room of your life. <laughs> They're waiting for you to accept where you are. Stop complaining about where you are. And then once you're like, God, I'm ready to go, that door opens mm. and all these opportunities come in. Yeah. And God gives you the grace to handle these opportunities. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we were overwhelmed by it. God gave us the grace to manage, you know, everything that came. The high schools, uh the government um, invitations to speak to leaders. Um, it was a time, it was during the time of the elections. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in American Samoa, there was campaigning going on. So I was asked by Republican parties to come speak at their rallies. I was asked by the Democrats to come speak at their rallies. So I was busy. <laughs> I mean, both my wife and I were busy. She was asked to come speak at women's events. Could you come speak at for the teachers? And, you know, so it, it was just a God thing. But 
I think all that would have been on hold up to this day had we not accepted yeah. that this is God's will. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think it's really an amazing story, just the, the past couple of years of your life. And I think uh, obviously countless people were blessed by your time there. And I think many more people will be blessed just by hearing the story, mm-hmm. Uncle. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess I'll, I'll move on to your second question. And this is kind of in the same vein, but a different, a little bit of a different direction. Um, growing up here in Tennessee, um, but having a Samoan dad, you know, I always had, had questions for my dad about, well, what is this like in Samoa? And well, what, what's this, uh, where does this part of our family come from? And um, I would ask a lot of questions growing up to my dad, and he always did his best to answer yeah. me. Um, but sometimes, eventually it got to the point where he said, you know, Josh, you're probably going to have to ask your Uncle Dave that <laughs> one, because I'm not really sure about that. So um, I've spent, you know, I've spent my own time trying to research things about um, not just our family, but just the people of, of Samoa and Polynesian people in general. And um, I would love to hear your understanding um, and your thoughts on how you think um, the first Polynesians got to the island in Samoa and just the islands of Polynesia in general, because anytime I've been in Samoa, I've always, I'm, you can always see the ocean and I always look out and I think to myself, how in the world did anyone ever find this place? <laughs> and so I would love to hear what, what you know about that and um, just any thoughts that you have on that. Mm. Well, there's a lot of theories mm-hmm. out there. Um, and, uh, and, and, and this is when it comes to Polynesia, mm-hmm. um, which include Hawaii, Tonga, um, Swains Island, uh, and then you have Micronesia with Fiji and, you know, of course, there's the Solomon Islands, New Caledonia. And the reason why I mention all those those islands is because um, one of the things that one would have to uh, uh, consider is, is, first of all, the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, what Samoans call Moana. Um, the Hawaiians call it Moana also. So the Moana or the ocean... It, it gives us a lot of clues and a lot of, a lot of hints mm. with the currents, you know. Where do the currents come from, you know? When you're sitting at the beach and those waves come in, well, you know, they didn't come up and then to you. No, they came out. They mm-hmm. came from out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of theories out there that, you know, we we came from um, Chile, mm. Um but then, you know, there's, when you look at the, uh, let's talk about the arts, the, the costumes, the dance costumes. And, you know, you, you go to certain, uh, uh, visit certain tribes of the American Indians. You'll see a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. uh, not only in American Samoa, but also um, in Hawaii, in Tonga. And then, again, still in the arts, the dance, you know, um, the falsetto battle cries, you know, um, there's reason enough to believe, you know, that we were descendants mm-hmm. of, um, it, it could have been Chile, it could have been um, tradesmen that came out of Asia, you know, who were in Chile. Um, but then later on, like in the, the missionaries got there uh, in 1830, Samoa was, I mean, there was existence on the islands mm-hmm. for thousands of years already. So um, I would go along with, you know, what, what, what some of these um, scientists and these, these navigators, um, the Ho'olaulea, which is the, um, you know, the, I, I forget his name. It, it'll come to me, but um he had gotten this crew together maybe about 20 years ago to study exactly that. You know, where is the origin? What did So what does New Zealand have to play? Mm-hmm. All of it, whether it's um, colonialism of, of back then from Great Britain and 
all of it comes down to one thing, and that's the currents. Mm. You know, the oceans speak. The oceans tell a story. Mm. You know, and um, if if I believe that if anyone is to, you know, block out five years of their lives to study it, they would pretty much, you know, agree with, um, you know, uh, with with the scientists, with the uh, navigators, and you know. But one thing that I do know is. Um, who was it? John uh, John Williams. John Williams said he, he was a missionary. Mm-hmm. He said these people were probably the greatest navigators and sailors that I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a guy who spent all of his life on the ocean taking the gospel. Yeah. But the reason why he said that was because they were never introduced. Nobody had inter- ever introduced to them the compass. Mm. So their compass was the stars, was the temperature, was the, uh, the current, mm. you know, the waves, which, which now is being translated to tattoos, mm. you know. They told stories. So, so the ocean tells stories. Mm. You know, there's a scripture in the book of Psalms, and, you know, I, I, I lay claim, you know, as a Samoan, I say that scripture was for us where it says from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets my lord's name is to be praised while the sun rises uh on one side of Samoa in American Samoa and it sets on the other side of western Samoa yeah. so personally you know someone listening to me right now might not agree <laughs> You know, you might have someone who say, no, it rises in my nation. No, we're talking about the first and the last. Yeah. You know, the last ones to celebrate New Year's is Samoa. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's Samoa. So, and then it says, my Lord's name is to be praised. Praise is dance. Praise is music. Praise is festivities. You know, which is uh, the, another name for American Samoa is Motu o Fafiafianga which is the island of festivities, mm. you know. And uh, so I think it was prophetic, you know, but that's kind of a long yeah. answer to, you know, where I believe we, we, we've come from. And then you look at our features and uh, you listen to some of the, 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 the you listen to the language mm-hmm. and how similar it is. So, so I personally believe that the first settlers in Hawaii we're from Samoa. Mm-hmm. There might be some Hawaiians out there who are like, "What are you trying yeah. to claim here?" But I, I, you know, and and there's a a lot of science behind yeah. it that that's an that's an educated guess, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but let's say, for example, uh, the word sleep. To say sleep in Samoan is moi. Mm-hmm. To say sleep in Hawaiian is moi moi. <laughs> so I usually say. Hawaiians sleep more than Samoans <laughs> because they're sleep times too. So. That's funny. But yeah, there's a lot of other similarities yeah. that. But it, it's 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 fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's it's really something to uh, uh, to study yeah. to get other people's opinions, and mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's fascinating. Yeah, I know. Um, the first time my dad told me about well, there's I asked him that question, and he said, "Well, there's a lot of debate on." Yeah. You know where did we come from and which island was settled first and um but you'll have to ask uncle dave i'm yeah, sure he yeah. has a good answer yeah um while you're here i have to take the opportunity i would love to ask you um a similar question about the past but i um really more um in reference to our family um in samoa y- your family name is is an important thing um it, it's a it can be a big part of your identity and um, it, it's something that uh, you work, you should work hard to, um, to represent it well. And I would love to ask you, Uncle, um, from your knowledge, where the name Katina comes from. Okay. I'll tell you, uh, um, I'll share with you the information that was given to me mm-hmm. um, by some of my... Um, family leaders, our tribal leaders who are still here with us today and also those who've gone on to be with the Lord. But the name uh, Katina is, is not a Samoan name. In fact, it's uh, known to be an Italian name mm. um, that used to be spelt with the letter C. Mm. 
story has it that um, there was a missionary. And just recently, I, I was talking with an elderly woman from dad's village. And she said he wasn't a missionary. He was just a helper. He was someone who uh, a church had sent down from Italy to help out in the ministry. Now, what ministry it was, that's still a mystery. I'm not sure. There's um, there's a lot of different um, opinions out there, you know, as far as what denomination it was. But the man, uh, his, his uh, first name was Katina. I don't know what his last name was, but it was Katina. And uh, my grandfather... Um, became like um, uh, a helper, you know, uh, between people of the village and this man of God. And what I mean by that is the people of the village would, would feed him. You know, they felt this man is from God. His family's not here, you know, so we're going to take care of him. So my grandfather was the one who would take the food. Um, some even believe that he he took the the mission, the man of God's um, uh, laundry, took it to, to wherever they did laundry in the river or something, you know, and they would take care of that, hang it up, dry it, take it back to him. So Katina eventually um, just kind of like, I'll just use the term Calabash adopted um, my grandfather, mm -hmm. just no papers or anything, no legal papers or anything. But he says, hey, son, you know, he started calling him son. Well, um, when Katina was in his, uh, I think, late 60s, going on into his 70s, he became sick. He became sick. And so he told my grandfather, he said, hey, uh, I don't think I'm going to make it any longer. But what I want to do is make it back to Italy. So I'm going to leave. And, and I know if I don't die at sea, you know, I'll eventually die at home. And... Um, my grandfather said, wow, you know, you, you've been so good to me. Is there anything I can give you, you know, to take back to Italy? I'm imagining that Katina's probably like, there's nothing from Samoa I could possibly <laughs> need in Italy. He said, but there is one thing. I never had the opportunity to get married. Never, you know, since never got to feel the beauty of having kids. Would you carry my name as a son carries his father's name? And uh, he said, yes, I'll take your name. So he took the name and uh, people started calling him that. But his, um, uh, his auntie told him, we just have one problem with that. And that's that the letter C is not in the Samoan alphabet. Mm. And when you become of age, you'll probably never be entitled to land you'll probably never be entitled to leadership in the family because your name is foreign mm -hmm. let's make it sound as Samoan as possible so they just took the C and changed it into a K <laughs> wow yeah and so that little boy grew up married you know um, a, a woman and and uh, they were the ones who adopted dad yeah and so you know just Make a long story short, dad took the name. Uh -huh. He took the name Katina. And uh, when he was ready to move off to the mainland, now his you know, relatives were saying, okay, when you get to the mainland, everything's got to be legal. Mm -hmm. And so we need to, you, know, you need to start getting used to your real last name. And he said, no, my real last name is the last name, is the name that was given to me by the man who took care of me, the man who mentored me, who raised me. I told him, I promised him before he left, I was going to keep his name. Mm -hmm. So that's where the name came from. Wow. That's yeah. an amazing story, yeah. Uncle. Thank you for uh, taking the time to share that. I've I've heard bits and pieces of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe selfishly that question was just for me because I love to hear, I love hearing just those kinds of stories. And, um so yeah, thank you for taking yeah. the time to share that. I guess um, I'll move to, to the third question, and it's your last question. And like I told you earlier, I ask all my guests this question, and um, the name of the podcast is Welcome Home. And so this question is really what this podcast is all about. 
and it's open-ended so feel free to answer it however you like but the question is is simply this what's going on at home mm. awesome that's uh i gotta take some time to you know just gather my thoughts here uh what's what's going on at home because and and the reason why is um Home for me is uh, it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, when you talk about home, you you think of your kids, you know. And in my case, my kids' uh, spouses, who I call my kids mm-hmm. too, and my grandkids. And right now, we're scattered. You know, we have some living in Hawaii, some living uh, in California, others in Vegas. You know, and. Um, at a time, there were four places because, you know, Auntie Debbie and I were in Samoa. Um, and so home in in that sense, uh, I, I can say is it's 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 almost it's it's almost like the current, you know, it's flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, we know where everyone's at and we know everyone's where they are um, by the call of God, you know. Um, so in that sense, I'm, I'm seeing the hand of God. Uh, now how's, how are things at home, uh, right now, if I could use, you know, just single words, um, one of them would be, um, uh, how would I put it? One of them would be, um, uh, increase. Hmm. I'm seeing increase. I just last month I had, you know, my, uh, um, let me see, sixth grand granddaughter, seventh grandchild. Amazing. And, uh, any, any day now I'll have my, uh, eighth, you know, let me rephrase that my ninth. Okay. Because then there'll be seven granddaughters Uh and one prince, you know? (laughs) Um, so you know, increase, exciting. Um, and then I can also use the word uh, challenging, mm. you know. Uh, challenging in the sense that I'm looking at my adult kids and um, there's somewhat of an expectation that, okay, this one who's 26, when I was 26, this is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You're 26, but you don't seem to fit the mold. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of doing something that has just blown my mind, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sitting here like, wow, I, I didn't think, you know, uh, any of my kids would have chosen this journey. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's it's challenging in 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 the sense that, you know, one side of me, kind of applauds her boldness, you know, to step out. But the other side of me frowns upon her choices, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so how is it at home? It's it's challenging. Yeah. But at the same time, I can say that it's faith building. Mm. It's um, causing me to take inventory of my own life. Am, am I, you know, happy because they're living up to my expectations or am I sad because they're not living up to my expectations? So at the end of the day, who is it about? Is it about them or is it about me? So how is it at home? Um, it's a learning experience. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just learning. I'm trying to, um, you know, uh, sort out, you know, sort through things. I'm trying to hash this out and and just, you know, keep my mind in check, you know, where, and, and that's what the Lord's been saying to me too, is, you know, um, it can't just be about you. You know, the Bible says that, you know, uh, he makes things work together for the good of them who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, God makes all things work together. He makes the great things, the not so good things. He makes the highs and the lows the disappointments, the joys. He makes them all work together. Mm-hmm. I used to say, 
God sense makes sense out of nonsense. Mm. You know, how's that? How's it at home? It's strange. Yeah. You know, um, I, I am pro- approaching my sixties. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm always repeating that quote that where we're going, we've never been before. Yeah. So, um, with 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 all of the challenges, with all of the faith building seasons that we're in, you know, um, I I can. I was just talking to Uncle Yeti about this, you know, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, there's there's that word still. Still means two things. Still means immovable, but still means there's still more to come, hmm. you know. So that's where I'm at right now, you know. I'm still motivated. I'm still wide-eyed about the future. I'm still ready to fight whatever battles, you know, and, and I'm fighting battles right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure parents listening right now would, would agree with me yeah. that there are things that, you know, their children paths they've chosen to take that, you know, I didn't prepare you for this, but um, uh, I'm, I'm still uh, um, optimistic. I'm still trying to keep my enthusiasm for life, you know, and, and, and not let anything that's not going my way stop me or, you know, um, uh, put out the fire. Yeah. So, you know, how's things at home? Uh, it's interesting. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. It's, uh, character building. Um, uh, so it's, uh, it's consistently inconsistent. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I don't know if that answers. No, that's great. It's funny because, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually had Eli um, host this podcast, and I was sitting where you were yeah. at as a guest, and he asked me that question, and it was the first time I realized, wow, that question can be really difficult. <laughs> but um, being on the other end, huh? yeah, 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 it was it was tough. So th- that was a great answer. Yeah. I um, I know we have a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners are parents like mm-hmm. you, and I um, I often think about you know I'm 25 years old now. And I think about how my relationship with my dad now uh, as a 25 year old is a lot different than my relationship was with him when I was 15 Mm -hmm. or when I was five years old. Um, And it's it's changed a lot. And I think um, at least for me, I feel like our relationship has has grown. We've grown closer together as I've gotten older. Um, But you know, it, it is, it is, it's different than, mm-hmm. um, when I was younger and I'm sure that my dad feels the same way. And I'm sure that there's challenges for him, um, when it comes to being a father to me and my brother, especially now as we're both married and we're out of the house and facing new kinds of challenges that, um, you know, we didn't face when we were 15 or five mm-hmm. years old. And, I, I'm sure you're, you've experienced that as well because your kids are, are around my age yeah, and yeah. a little older. I, I would love to hear from you um, what, uh, as your kids have gotten older and they start going on their own paths, how has your relationships changed um, with them in some ways that you can't control? And... Um, how have you been able to manage the change in those relationships in a, in the healthiest way you, you know? Mm. Well, I think I think uh, what what I've learned and what I'm still learning is um, in your relationship with whether it's your relationship with your wife, speaking of your marriage, and then your relationship with your kids in the area of parenting, and then also trying to nurture that relationship. Uh, which which really is a friendship. It's 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 a it's a friendship. I know there's the other classroom that says no, don't don't say your kids are your friends. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, then you know, familiarity breeds contempt. I, I understand what they're trying to say, but to a degree, the Bible even says that I'm a friend of God. Mm-hmm. He's my father. Yeah. So if he refers to me as his friend, then I need to master. I need to master the ability to. Um, because friendships uh, never never grow old. We grow old, mm-hmm. but our friendship, you probably are still friends with someone you went to elementary school with or 
So those friendships, we grow older, but our friendships, and I think to establish friendships, you have to, um, uh, well, let me rephrase that, to nurture friendships, you have to establish what I refer to as non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. These are things we will never try to compromise. We will never, and one of them is communication, you know. No matter how far you move away, son, or how far you move away, you know, daughter, let's let's not uh, allow the communication to waver. Mm. Let's not be too busy, too sophisticated, um, too successful to stay in communication with each other. Mm. You know, it's amazing how communication is the 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 biggest market in the world. Everyone's trying to find out how to communicate faster, mm. how to con- communicate more clear. So we've got all types of communications available to us, yet there's such a disconnect, you know, in real communication. And so with this um, uh, child of mine who has chosen to, you know, go her own way, we have this non-negotiable, and that is that we're still going to talk to each other, if not every day, every other day, Mm -hmm. you know. We're, we're still going to keep that alive. That's a pact that we've made. And if anybody's going to go back on that pact, it's it's not going to be me, you know. And so she'll say the same thing. It won't be me either, Dad. You know, we're still going to talk. You know, we're still going to, you know. Um, and, and then, you know, uh, making the communication worth keeping, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not always a lecture from me, you know. And it's not always them bashing my opinions, mm-hmm. you know, like, Dad, you're, you know, do you know that we're in 2021 mm-hmm. and you're so, no, there's this middle of the road, uh, cordial communication that friends have, yeah. you know, you're getting older and I'm getting older too. Um, and I try to keep the same thing with my dad because my dad, you know, your grandfather's yeah. still alive, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, there's a lot of things that he and I, we used to buck heads about, you know, when it came to issues such as culture, um, ministry, parenting, you know, but we don't buck heads anymore, but we, it, we're, we're still different, you know, um, but the commitment that I've made is I'm still going to communicate, you know, with dad, I'm still going to keep that alive. So I, I think that's one of the things that um, needs to be established or re-established or revived in 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 a relationship, especially between you know um, uh, parents and children. Yeah. You know, um, there was a song that was around when I was growing up called "Cats in the Cradle." You know, and and in the song, there's a little boy who's saying, "Hey, Dad, you know, you, are we gonna play catch today, son? I, not today." But, you know, I'll be home soon, you know, and, and then we'll play catch. And the boy becomes a teenager. Dad, we're going to play catch today. Son, I, I've got promoted in the company. And not today, but I'll be home soon. You know, and then all of a sudden the table turns. The son's married. Father's older. He's retired. He's at home. And, and he's like, hey, son, are we going to visit today? And the son's like, not today, Dad, but I'll be home soon, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the ending is pretty predictable. They never do get together, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm always telling people, you know, give them roses while they can smell them. Yeah. You know, hug them while they can feel it. Tell them I love you while they can hear you. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to come that time where, you know, you would have wished that you kept that pact mm-hmm. that we're going to communicate. We're going to we're going to hear each other's voice. You know, we're going to. We're going to know what each other's feeling. We're going to, and so that has kept, you know, it's, 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 it's been something that, um, your cousins and I have had to revisit like, Hey man, don't, you know, I know you're doing good at your company. I know you got the, got the new truck, you got the promotion, but Hey man, the old man's here. Just, just, (laughs) just, uh, just want to know how you're doing, you know, uh, let me FaceTime you while you're working. Let me just see a little bit of what, what you're doing. And so it's it's been good, but it's always a challenge yeah. because we live in a in a society that steals your time too. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
Um, just have to be intentional about about keeping those non-negotiables, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Awesome, Uncle. Well, thank you for um, taking the time to be here. And um, our time is all, almost up. But uh, while you're here, I, I do want to just take the opportunity to let you know that I love you. And um, thank you, I Coach. honor I you. I love you. And... Um, even though a lot, there's a lot of time that in between the times that we get to see each yeah. other, uh, um, I do cherish, uh, having you as an uncle and, mm. um, I value what you have to say and, uh, really look up to you. So thank you again for taking the time to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. And, and you know, I want you to know, and any of your cousins or your brother, you know, who's listening in right now, I love all of you mm. and I do cherish the times, you know, where, we're together. I miss the cruises because yeah. those were always the times we could spend nonstop yeah. time for a whole week. And that kind of made up for, but, you know, as we know that, I mean, the last two years has changed a mm-hmm. lot. And now it's not just you, it's Alexis. And, yeah. and uh, just, just watching you, you know, throughout your journey, you know, I, I, I want to just say to you that I'm, uh, and I'm not saying this just to say it. But just proud of, of the young man that you are, you know, your your giftings, your your passion, your your humility. You know, that's one thing that stands out a lot. Um, your, your disposition, it's 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 unique. It's God given. And uh, and uh, my, my prayer is that as you, you know, host these uh, podcast discussions or conversations, you know, the dream that's in you, God would continue to bring that out to the fullest. Mm. And we, we don't know what else is, you know, uh, is, uh, going to be a result of this possible talk show or (laughs) whatever. But, um, yeah. So I just want to say that. Thank you. I declare blessings over your life, over you and Alexis and, and your family. And thank you. I love you. I receive it. Thank you. Um, Thank you, everyone, for for tuning in today. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.